This is the Insurance Buzz, where we discuss selling insurance in today's time, generating time and financial freedom in your agency, and what's trending in our industry. I'm your host, Michael Weaver, and in this episode, I share three of my favorite closing techniques that you can use in 99% of your conversations. Now, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the Insurance Buzz. I'm your host, Michael Weaver. And today, we're going to be covering three of my favorite closing techniques. Now, before we do that, welcome to the buzz. Today, we're going to be getting buzzed, regardless if you have a cup of coffee in your hands like I do, or maybe it's later in the evening and you have a bourbon or maybe your drink of choice. Either way, welcome to the buzz. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Closing techniques for those that do not know me. Closing techniques are some of my favorite things to talk about. Now, I'm a firm believer. Let's just get into this. So I'm a firm believer that you have to have an amazing, valued-based conversation presentation before the close. Okay, you can have all the closing techniques in the, in the world. You can, have, you can have an arsenal of closing techniques. But if you don't have a really good, valued-based presentation and conversation, because that's really what a presentation is. It's a conversation with the person, with the prospect, with the customer on the other end of the phone or the other side of the desk. That is what's most critical. By having a really, really good conversation up front, you're going to set yourself up for success in the close. Now, in talking closing techniques, it is good to have closing techniques. It's, It's good to have your arsenal so that you're confident so that you roll straight into the closing. So that's what I want to share with you today. Before I get into closing techniques, I have a few questions for you. So number one, do you feel like you're a strong closer? Or do you feel like your closing ratio could increase? Do you feel like you're confident when you're asking folks for their payment information or what you need to close? Do you feel like the transition, like you're, you're 100%, you know when you get done presenting the price, what to say to get people's payment information. If you don't today, and even if you do, today is going to be really, really beneficial for you. So the first closing technique I want to start off with, this is what is called the ascending close, otherwise known as the bobblehead close. I learned this close from an OG. If you've never heard of Brian Tracy, make sure you check Brian Tracy out. No, I'm not getting paid to say this. All right. So Brian Tracy, The Psychology of Selling is the book. That was like my sales Bible. I listened to that thing literally when I was working for an agent every morning on the way to work, every day on the way home from work, Psychology of Selling, old school CDs, in my car, on play, all the time. Literally, my wife, Courtney, would get into the car and she'd be like, are you kidding me? Are we really listening to Brian Tracy on our way to the date? (laughs) No, we can turn it off, but that's what was going on because you always have to be learning. So if you've never checked out The Psychology of Selling by Brian Tracy, check it out. It's a great book. The feedback I get is it's a little slow, but Lots of really good information in there. But that that takes me into the ascending close, the bobblehead close. What the ascending close or the bobblehead close is, is it is going to be where you're asking confirmation questions 
throughout the conversation, throughout the presentation, getting your customer to say yes, creating that yes momentum, getting them to say yes as many times as possible so that when you do get to the close and you're asking for, for payment information, they're already used to saying yes. They're like, yeah, give, here we go. Let's get this started. So some example confirmation questions. Let's get into this real fast. So confirmation questions. And number one, the challenge I would have for you right now is number one, if you don't have a pen and paper out, get out a pen and paper or use technology, get out notes on your phone and start making some notes. The ascending close bobblehead close is where you're going to implement confirmation questions in your conversation before you ever start asking for money. So let's pretend like you have a value-based sales conversation where you educate the consumer on their liability limits you are giving them. Then you're going to follow it up with a question like, Mr. or Mrs. Customer, would you agree this increase in coverage makes sense for your situation? Yes, of course it does. So you're going for a yes. Does that make sense? Mr. or Mrs. Customer, would you agree that the coverages I'm proposing to you today are a better fit for your situation compared to what you currently have? Again, going for the yes. And so what I would encourage you right now, regardless if it's an auto conversation, fire conversation, life conversation, health conversation, come up with five confirmation questions you can ask in any conf- in any conversation to get the prospect saying yes on the other. Yes, that makes sense. Yes, that's more coverage. Yes, I love what you're doing for me. Yes, I need that additional policy. Yes, I wish my old agent would have thought of that. You need them to get to say yes, creating that yes momentum, that yes movement, okay? So that is the first close. And I will preface this with, guys, look, there are no magic bullets. There is no secret sauce to this. You have to implement what you're learning, okay? And then it's about consistency. You have to practice so that you're confident. So the first time you ask this, it just rolls off your tongue. I'm going to encourage you out of Anything you hear today that you like, I hope you like all three of them, but what? But whatever ones you like and you want to implement in your daily practice, your daily conversations, you need to write these out. You need to make them your own. You need to practice them with your peers, and then you need to implement them into an actual conversation because without implementation, they're still just really good ideas, okay? So without action, this is all meaningless. Let's get into the second one. The assumption close. The assumption close, just like it sounds, this is where you assume the sell. This is where you're going to assume the sell. And I'm probably going to get a little fired up. You're going to, you're going to hear my, my vocals increase because I get fired up talking about closing techniques. But when you assume the sell, you automatically are increasing your odds of getting a yes and closing that prospect compared to how many of you have been in it. And look, we've all been there. Anyone that is in sales, we all start somewhere. You all, you start somewhere. And so regardless if you've been doing this one month, you've been doing this for 10 years, we can all agree that, look, you have to, you have to learn, you have to grow. But how many of you have either done this yourself or heard someone at the end, right when you present the price, all of a sudden you shut down, you lose your confidence. You go silent on the phone and all of a sudden you're like, so what did you think about that? Do you have any questions? No, 
You do not want to do that because if you do that, you're giving the prospect an easy out. When you say, how does that sound? What do you think about that? Do you have any questions? What are 99% of customers going to say? They're going to say, sounds good, but I need some time to think about it. Sounds good. Hey, can you email those over? Sounds good, but I need to, I need to go get some more quotes. So without even giving them an opportunity to give you the first initial objection, we need to be asking and you need to be asking for payment information. So when you get to the close and you present, let's pretend like, let's keep this simple. Hey, for everything we talked about today, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, it's going to be $250 a month. How do you typically like to pay for that? In which they say monthly. Great. What day of the month do you, does it automatically come out of your account? Let's just say they say today's date. All right, whatever the day's date is, let's pretend like it's it's the seventh. Perfect, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, let's go ahead and get this started for you today. We can take the first payment today and every other payment after this will pull whatever day of the month, month you want. For example, the seventh, do you want to put that on a credit card, debit card, or writing an account number? So that is one way to assume the sell. Do you see what I did there? I didn't pause. I didn't hesitate. I didn't ask what's on their mind. No. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Customer for $250 a month. Bam, let's get this going. So another way you can do this, even shorten it up even more. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, for everything we talked about today, it's going to be $250 a month. Do you want to put that on your credit card, debit card, or writing an account number today? Super simple, super sweet, going straight into payment information. Again, you're not pausing. You're not hesitating. You're going straight into what are you paying with today, Mr. and Mrs. Customer. Now, the point of this, the better you can get at assuming the sell, the more sales you are going to make, the more yeses you're going to get. Just like the better you can get at assuming the quote up front. All right. I wasn't even planning on touching base on this, but let's do this. So assuming the quote up front, you go, you do your elevator pitch, whatever it may be. Let's just, let's just do an example one real fast. Mr. and Mrs. Customer, this is Michael from your local insurance office giving you a call today. I've been helping a ton of folks out with their auto and homeowners insurance in your area and wanted to give you a free quote today. Are you still there off of 101 Main Street? You see what I did there? I went straight into the quoting process of verifying their address because what is that going to do? That's going to get them to say yes 99% of the time. And if it's the wrong address, we need to know that. They're going to say yes in which you say perfect. So what kind of cars do you drive? Boom. And then you go into the rapport building conversation. That is assuming the quote. The better you get at assuming the quote and going straight into the quoting process, the more quotes you're going to do. Just like Mr. and Mrs. Customer, for everything we talked about today, it's going to be $250 a month. Do you want to put that on a credit card, debit card, or writing an account number today? That makes the close that much more likely. You just set yourself up for success. Now, look, I know that there's going to be objections and which is going to take me into the next closing technique that I want to share with you today. But if you can go straight into the cell and make it simple, and you tell the customer what you need today to get this started. Super simple. Hey, you're going to play with a credit card, debit card, or routing account number today. You as the sales professional, it is your job to guide the prospect through the buying process and make it as simple as possible on them. Don't overload them with information. What do you need? You need credit card, debit card, or routing account information. That's what we're going to do by assuming the sell. Now, let's overcome the first objection. The closing technique I'm about to share with you 
can be used in most situations of overcoming that initial objection. doesn't matter if it's you're too much money. Let me think about it. I need to talk to my spouse. Hey, let me go check with my old insurance agent. Any of you feel like you get those objections on a daily basis? <laughs> All right. So this is one awesome closing technique you can put in your arsenal to have you prepared and confident so that you don't even have to hesitate when you say, hey, you put you paying with a credit card, debit card, routing account number today. And they say, you know, everything sounds great, but I need to think about it. Or, hey, everything sounds awesome. Could you email those over because I need to go check with my old agent or whatever their objections. I need to I need to check with my spouse. In which you respond with the one to 10 close. The one to 10 close is money, my friend. So one to 10 close, you respond with. So number one, always agree with the customer. Sales 101, always, always, always agree with the customer. I'm with you. I hear you. I get it. I understand. So, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, I'm with you. I totally understand needing to think about it. Let me ask you a question just real fast. On a scale from one to 10, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, one being you have zero interest in what we talked about today and 10 being you're ready to get everything started today, right now. Where are you at on that scale? In which, and then you go silent because they're then going to respond. I would tell you in 90% of situations, they're going to respond with a seven, eight, or nine. A seven, eight, or nine. Maybe a six, but usually a seven, eight, or nine. In which you respond with, without even, without hesitation, Mr. or Mrs. Customer, thank you so much for that score. That's, that's really high. Let's go ahead and take time out of this equation and get this going because I know you have a lot of important things to be doing. Besides thinking about your insurance, you want to put that on a credit card, debit card, or routing account number today. You like that? You like how easy that is? It's just a smooth transition. Now, I understand you're thinking, well, Michael, that's all fine and dandy if they answer a 7, 8, 9, even a 10. Yeah, let's take time out of the equation and get this going. That makes total sense. But what happens if they say like a 2, a 3, a 4, a 5? Easy. Mr. or Mrs. Customer, thank you so much. I'm going to give you two, two different ways. Mr. or Mrs. Customer, thank you so much. How can I make that a 10 today? How can I make that a 10 today? Super simple, super simple question. You can also phrase it with, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Customer, thank you so much for that for. That form. What exactly are you looking for that I'm currently not giving you? Because it's a four for a reason, okay? So now you start fishing for the true objections. If they give you a seven, eight, nine, or 10, let's face it, their mind is already made up. Their mind's already made up. Don't, don't kid yourself. Literally, 90, I would say 9% of people already know what they're going to do. They're either going to tell you yes or they're going to tell you no. But they don't, they're afraid of buyer's remorse. They're afraid of making the wrong decision because ever since we've been little kids, we've been told, don't do that. Don't buy that. Don't get in the car with strangers. Don't, they're, they're salespeople. They're just trying to take advantage of you. Like you have to overcome years and years and years and years of people saying, don't do that. Don't make the wrong decision. Don't make that buying decision too fast. Don't, you got to watch. People are trying to take it. So you as the sales professional got to make this super easy. You got to make this super easy. So the one to 10 is super simple. 
seven, eight, nine, or 10, let's take time out of the equation and get this going. If it's a low score, what are you looking for that I'm currently not providing you? So super, super simple. So one to 10, bam, the answer seven, eight, or nine. Hey, take time out of the equation and get this going. You want to put that on a credit card, debit card, or writing account number. Super easy, right? So we just covered, again, the ascending close, the bobblehead close, asking confirmation questions throughout your presentation to get the customer saying yes, 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 that's for me. Yes, I understand that coverage. Yes, I agree I need that policy. Yes, 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 yes. You assume the sell. Hey, for everything we've done today, it's only going to be $250 a month. Do you want to put that on a credit card, debit card, or writing an account number? Then they give you an objection. If they give you an objection, you follow it up with a one to 10. Hey, Mr. or Mrs. Customer, let me ask you real fast on a scale from one to 10. One being you have zero interest in doing business with me today after what you heard. And 10 being you're ready to go, ready to rock and roll today. Where are you at on that scale? My friends, you just have like, man, these these three closes are amazing. I promise you, if you practice them, you have to practice them because practicing, you're going to become confident. And then once you become confident with them, you implement them. You have to implement. If you don't implement these into your conversations, they're still just really, really good ideas. So as always, my friends, I appreciate you. Time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have. I appreciate you spending just a few moments with me today. Now you know what to do. Go out and make it great, my friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Insurance Buzz. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. If you want to take your insurance agency to the next level and join our community, simply check out Weaver Sales Academy at www.weaversa.com. Again, that's www.weaversa.com or visit the show notes on our new and current programs we have available exclusively for you. As always, time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have and I appreciate you spending it with me. See you on the next episode.